Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Keeson. I've been doing this podcast since September of 2012, and boy, are my lips tired. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Jody Lynn is uh, on vacation, so she won't be joining us this week, but she'll be back again next week, and we'll be looking forward to that very, very much. But that's okay, because we've got a guest joining us today, as we so often do, and uh, this one's pretty special. Her name is Sharon Coleman, and Sharon, she's no stranger to failure or difficulty or anything like that, because at 26, she was living in poverty, she was divorced, and she was alcoholic. That's a hell of a combination right there. But... She managed to kind of rise out of all that, and she began searching for a path that would get her to success, and she found it. She found a path, and it's turned into like this amazing, incredible spiritual journey, and she has turned it into a system that uh, she likes to teach people who are also in similar circumstances how to apply in their own life. So, Sharon Coleman, thanks for joining us on the program today. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to have you. And uh, I, I mean, this is an interesting story in that uh, it's a story we often hear. I mean, it's always different elements. You know, I mean, different uh, things happen. You know, one person perhaps is near suicide. Another person, uh, they got divorced and their, their family got trashed or, you know, some horrific event. They, their children died, you know, some all kinds of stuff like that. And then like the, the phoenix flying out of the ashes, they, they soar after that. There's something about going through horrible hardship that makes people not only so much stronger, but it makes them thrive. Have I you noticed that? that? I believe that's true. I think it's true. And I think it makes them incredibly resilient because mm. it gives them one of the keys um, to, to really having a happy life, as you're talking about. And that is that there are no big deals. As you move mm. through it, you begin to understand how resilient you are. And I believe how supported you are um, by the wonderful, incredible, unseen forces that are um, around us every day. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's a monumental. I've heard it over and over and over. And then I have watched people's lives just change into something that is beyond their wildest imagination. So So I love that you said that. (laughs) Well, tell us your story then. I mean, tell us about the, the depths of despair you fell to and how you climbed out of it. Well, I actually, um, at the time, didn't have a lot of understanding about this, but I had had a lot of um, trauma as a kid, and I had found alcohol at 16 years old and was very grateful that I had found alcohol. <laughs> and uh, so because what happened is once I had the alcohol, all of my mind stopped racing and wow. all of the memories that were pushing to come up, all of it just got quiet yeah. and I loved it, which kept me going back for more. Um, and I never was a daily drinker when I quit drinking at 26, but like you had just mentioned, I wanted to commit suicide and I had mm. thought about it for over four or five weeks, had not said anything. And one day I um, was so scared and I had a two-year-old daughter and my husband and her were asleep upstairs and I literally got on my knees and said, if there is anything out there, I'm begging you to help me. Mm. And I got what I, today, I don't know whether to call it a a visitation, like from Mm. um, the angelic realm, but I got completely surrounded in unconditional love and peace. And it was so stunning for me. And I was so young and naive at that time that, I stayed on my knees for 45 minutes because I was afraid that whatever this was would go away if I got up. And that, mm-hmm. that was how I felt. Sure. Well, and that's so understandable. It was the most phenomenal experience. And when I got up that night um, to go to bed, I didn't know how things were going to be okay, but I knew deeply that things were going to be okay. That was the feeling I was left with was this wow. resounding peace that everything is okay. And within three days, I met a mentor named Anne. And Anne was, to this day, the most phenomenal, loving soul I've ever met. And she spent the next 30 years of my life teaching me um, neurological, psychological, and spiritual principles. And it 
it was so i literally went from where i was a waitress waitressing three jobs wow yeah and i could i was in poverty level could not make ends meet always mm -hmm. had bills always hiding from creditors i mean it was a really really down life right and I went from that, and in the next six years after I met Anne, without more education, I want to say that, too, because not everyone has gotten educated, right, right. in sure. this life. And so without education, I went from those three jobs, changing outfits three times a day, right, <laughs> To a, um, to a, in charge of it, that my first thing, I was in charge of 35, uh, retail stores. So I went from wow. unloading trucks and that was my first job unloading trucks and <laughs> to that. And then within another five years to the vice president, uh, wow. enormous, um, well, some enormous names that you would know, like sure. Borders bookstores and linens and things and some really huge companies. And um, ha I just everything grew. But it is because I learned how to reprogram my subconscious mind um, thought. I call them taught habit patterns. Mm -hmm. And I learned literally to stop believing that I was the thoughts that went through my head and to connect deeply yes. into mm -hmm. my heart and into my soul. And so, and that coupled with a um, near death experience that I had in 2007 wow. has lit my path on fire. I mean, I've just, I have the, I love my life and I've had the most amazing life. So wow. yeah, that those were my beginnings was yeah. I didn't want to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. You've been through the mill. I mean, all the things you listed there, you have the, the suicide experience, the alcohol, the near-death experience. I mean, one thing after another with you. My goodness. I really have. And here's the oddest part. Because I sometimes when I'm talking about my life, people are like, it doesn't even sound like it could be real. I've also undergone <laughs> 11 major surgeries. Oh, jeez. And no kidding, I was in a wheelchair at age seven. My sister, my big sister and I were just talking about this the other day, but um, I had a disease that disintegrated the hips and my, uh, the bones in my hips and went through many surgeries. And at this point, I'm though, I'm the bionic woman, Walt. I have two <laughs> false hips and two false knees. So I can like leap over tall buildings with people bound and like, you know, I'm powerful today. <laughs> I love it. That is great. I love the attitude. I love the belief. That's fabulous. That is absolutely fabulous. So, okay, so you, you've been through hell and back, and then you somehow managed over time to piece together a system. How did that go? You know, um, really, I don't know that I would have been able to do what I did at all without a mentor. I mm. don't. I just don't. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I could not have come up with it on my own. She had the ability to do what I believe I do today, which is, well, actually, since I came back from my near-death experience, I actually see a code next to people's um, face. Really? Level. Yeah. And what it is, it's a code about these patterns that they have memorized from when they were young children, and they've started to believe that that's who they are. So it's wow. the, everything that you take in around you um, between like zero and eight years old, right? Where you're in this hyper meditative state of learning, super learning state. And the thing is, depending upon what was in your environment and the people that surrounded you, their thoughts, their opinions, their energy, which is what people have <clears throat> no comprehension that children are taking in energy. So mm. even if there's a, their parents or I've had, you know, cause I do a lot of parenting classes with people and I'll have parents say, but I never fought in front of them, Sharon. They were in another room. Yeah. And you're thinking that energy that they didn't pick up on your energy, but I'm telling you, it doesn't matter yeah. what you exactly. were seeing or doing in the other room. It was the energy they felt that they take on. And so unfortunately they draw conclusions about themselves that maybe had nothing to do with them. True. They yeah. grow up believing this is me, whether I've seen people do it financially with a socioeconomic system they were raised mm -hmm. in. Sure. I've seen people do it with education that they can't get educated when they're brilliant, right? They don't even recognize their own brilliance mm -hmm. because yeah. they were told they, they were dumb or they were an underachiever or whatever, and the world was done, right? Right, right. So, all of that gets programmed and then it gets pushed down into your subconscious mind. 
So people believe that they're choosing what's happening in their life every day. The reality is that the majority of what's happening in their life every day is actually programming. That's why it's so repetitive that people keep repeating a bad relationship. They keep repeating their job not going well and these types of things, right? And yet once you understand that, and I'm so glad that there are people beginning to really talk about this in a lot of different forums, because I don't believe there could be enough of us to talk about it. Well, you know, I don't. Now that people are understanding more and more about this, they are understanding how to actually change it, because it does no good to know it if you don't understand how to redo it. Right. That process, um, yeah, I practiced it for years and years, and I still, very rare as much now that I'm 63, you know, so very rare as much now, um, but I will still run into things that come up, and I'm like, where? what made you believe that opinion or that yeah. thought? Where did that come from? And, mm-hmm. and so let's stop and look at, is it even real, or is that just some more programming that was coming up? So, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Quite yeah, the yeah. Well, it's it's a storyline that we've heard many times here on the show. I've, everybody has their own different variation on it, their own unique, uh, their 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 own personal flavor, shall we say, about how they go about experiencing it. But wow, you've you've had more than your share. Let's put it that way. You've you've had plenty to deal with over the years, and it looks like you're thriving, which is the ultimate oh, yeah. goal, anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. And here's the thing, I. Once you've been through it and once you start to understand how to move out of it, right? I think the key is that you almost wish you'd had more experiences because what those hardships give us is the ability to say me too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me too. I've been through that too. And it, it helps us let others that are around us know you're not alone. You are not alone. And yes, this you can have a great ending. You're not alone. And so I always tell people, no, I haven't experienced that, but I wish that I had. And it is so that I can say, I understand me too. Me too. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, life is, is a, an ongoing evidence gathering journey where we just keep gathering more and more evidence that fuels our fires and helps us fill in gaps and helps us understand how things work. And then we share stuff with each other. And the, and the internet has been wonderful in that regard in that we've, we are now able to share with more and more people. We learn from more and more people. I mean, heck you and I have met through the internet and, and we're getting all this great conversation coming out of that. Right. I love you know? it. Isn't that incredible? It I is. It's amazing. of meeting people and the way, you know, that you um, are able to connect. I have clients that are actually all over the world now. And I think it's amazing sometimes when I'm talking to someone that's in, you know, Austria and it's like, it's just bizarre. (laughs) And I feel like they're in my living room and they feel like I'm in theirs. And so, yeah, I love the Internet and I do love that thing called Zoom. Those are just amazing (laughs) gifts, right, for all of us. Not not like when we were both young and and the long distance phone call was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was driving in my car today with my best friend back from seeing my baby grandson in Arizona. And I was saying, that's so funny because I was saying that, you know, this is crazy. This was one of my favorite eight track tapes. And thank goodness she understood that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's almost code right there. <laughs> hey, you, you, now, I, I almost hesitate to ask this, but you said you see code next to people. Do you see code next to me? I'm kind of curious. I, I'm only like half curious. Like, I'm not sure I really want to know, but I'm asking anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to like do um just be where you and I are simply focused on that. We're just not, oh, I see. I'm not doing anything else. What I'll tell you what okay. happened that was so interesting is that when I came back from the near death experience, so I had two code blues in one day um wow. in Sharp Memorial Hospital in San Diego. And when I woke up on the other side, I had the most amazing conversation, um, the most incredible learnings. Like I, I, I just, there was a long conversation. I'd be glad to tell people about it at another time because it's super helpful, I think. And if I can, I'll talk about some of it here. Okay. Sure. But what was so astounding is that I became very clairvoyant since I came back okay. and I didn't, I, I mean, I would say, yes, I was always intuitive, but this is a whole different thing that has happened that I literally can hear 
um, from other people's guides tell me, like, I need you to say this. Now, you can imagine. I tell people, if you think this is strange, I think it's stranger. Like, <laughs> if you think this stuff is crazy, trust me, I think it's crazier. And what's funny is even this weekend in Phoenix, we were out at an Ulta uh, beauty shop, beauty thing for women where we buy supplies, well, to look gorgeous. And, uh, but I, there was a woman there and I had this entire thing for her and she just started bawling. She said, you're right. And it's my mom. Cause I said, someone's going in for an emergency heart surgery and they're going to be fine. And blah. it's her mom. She said, it's in two days from now. And so that has nothing to do with me, but it had everything to do with her. Right. Mm -hmm. And you ask people, do you want to hear this information? Because it's not your business to um, right. give people that don't want it. And but it's been a very interesting life since then, you know, um, and I'm grateful. I'm, I say I listen to them more than I listen to anybody here around me because they're always loving and that mm -hmm. always helps. I've never yet received a message and I've received thousands. I've never yet seen it not be something that truly helped people move ahead, know how connected they are, know how supported they are, um, you know, through whatever I call it the divine, but whatever people sure. call um, that higher power that has our creator, I guess is another way to say it. Well, but yeah, sure. Yeah. There are lots of ways to express it. The main thing though, is that it, you had that breakthrough where you were able to connect and start hearing stuff. Um, to me, I, I think I, the word for that is clear audio to be able to actually hear it. That, that's always been my goal is seeing it. That's one thing, but hearing it to me, I thought that was really cool. So when you said you were hearing it, I said, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I hear it. And they show me pictures. Like I deal a so lot you're both. Okay. happened with people as children mm -hmm. um, that, uh, was kind of the root cause of what they're going through now. Mm -hmm. And they'll literally show me pictures of people. They'll show me toys. Well, really favorite toy when they were a child, but more than anything, what they're really doing, they're trying to show me emotionally um, the state that they were in mm -hmm. as a kid so that mm -hmm. I can understand who I'm looking at as an adult and then where the root cause of it was. So, but it's, a, yeah, it's been, it's a great, it's interesting, right? And it's not on demand. Like people are always like, oh, well, Sharon, give me a reading. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Not. <laughs> I, I have friends who say it easily could if you would ask, but I don't. If I'm in front of someone and they have a message for that person, I will lovingly give it. I say I'm obedient and I will give it, but I don't call it up on demand. <laughs> right, right. So you're basically saying, I'm not going to control it. I'm just going to accept it when it comes. Exactly. Yes. Which makes sense. I mean, because ultimately what you're doing at that point is staying connected to it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. All the time. Sometimes yeah. I have to say that's enough. <laughs> like, I, that's enough. I'm going to get sleep or that's enough. But yeah. <laughs> Why? Do they keep you awake at night? <laughs> um, they can. If do they? they? <laughs> if there's a lot going on, they can. Okay. And so it's always the biggest thing I can emphasize, just like my experience to the other side, it was unconditional love and peace. And you do not want anything because you have everything. Mm -hmm, You're sure. connected to everything. And you understand this premise of we are all the same and mm -hmm. we are all connected at a level that is startling, um, absolutely startling. And the other thing I think was one of the most incredible lessons. I, I knew I had died. Um, so mm -hmm. first I asked about my children. Mm-hmm. And the response was that my children were old enough. And as a parent, we never think our kids are old. Enough. Yeah, right. But really, at that time, they were young adults. And I was like, I guess that's true. They are old enough. Okay. And the second thing was, I said, oh, is this where we do our death inventory? Is this where I give you my death inventory? And what I heard was, you know, and I was thinking all the things where I hurt someone or I did something I'm not, I wasn't happy with and I regret it or whatever, right? And what was so interesting is what, and it's all clairvoyant on the other side. Mm -hmm. And what I heard so clearly was, no, my child, I never punish you. Every time you broke your own integrity on earth, you punished yourself. I do not punish you. And I was like, wow, that, I mean, that's really true, right? That oh, was, yeah. That's really true. And I've always been hard on myself anyway, but I just knew Wow, we do. We're, well, we're, we're all hard on ourselves. Right? 
the way I like to express it is if we treated our best friends the way we treat ourselves, we wouldn't have any best friends. That's true. <laughs> right? Nobody would be sitting and having dinner with us. That's exactly. Yes. That is so true. But that We're really was, cruel uh, toward that ourselves. Was really cool. That was a really helpful knowing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Along with some others that all the concepts I'd had, you know, and I've been on a spiritual path since I was 26, Well, But mm. a lot of the concepts that I had were like, whoosh, they were blown out of the water. And it was like, oh, my gosh. And what's interesting is the teacher I had, Anne, she had told me some of this was true. But you can't fathom it as a human being that that like that, you know, that everyone is loved completely unconditionally in the same regardless of what they've chosen to do. And for some people, they're like, oh, I don't like that. If they're horrible, if they're horrible, horrible people, they do have to go to a different place when they when they die than us. But it's not hell. It's a loving school. And people don't like that either because they're like, I want him to go and have this horrible, torturous thing. And I think, well, that's not what it's like. They're separated from those of us who have not done horrible crimes and things and but they are not but it is a place of love yeah love continues to be a a, a theme that comes up over and over again i'm curious to know about uh, something related to that this is something we've talked about a lot here on the program uh it kind of got started with uh, a gentleman who was a co-host for a while and he's been a recurrent guest since then he's sort of like an abraham hicks like oh how hicks, interesting yes yes he channels the stream of David. His name is David Strickle, and the stream of David is his name for the Abraham equivalent. Yeah. Um, and one of the uh, messages that Abraham, or that the stream of David has given, is that the highest vibration is not love, it's appreciation. Ah. Uh, which is interesting. That's so funny because I tell people a couple of things. One, since I got back, I have, when I say I'm, I'm moved to tears with gratitude. It's mm. not a, I see things that other people would consider a small, kind act, okay? And I have the ability to see what its equivalent is in vibration and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And I am moved to tears of joy and gratitude mm. for what I'm watching happen between two human beings on Earth. Yeah. I mean, it's so much, it, it's just... So I, people just kind of look at me, and I, I don't know how to not do it. It's been a part of me since I returned. That's but nice. I, I will just be moved to, like, the deepest appreciation, the deepest. Mm. It's just an incredible thing. So that's fascinating that he says that. I yeah. haven't heard that, but that does make sense to me because I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Right. Well, there's also a challenging side to it, too. One of the reasons that they teach that is they are also teaching that one of our tasks to do if we so choose, and of course not everybody's going to choose to do this, but one of our tasks to do if we cho so choose is to learn how to appreciate those things that we would not normally appreciate, that we'd normally oh, find yeah. to be, we don't like that, we're, you know, we're against that, we're, we're pushing really hard, whatever it might be, against whatever it is. See, now that's actually, I think, one of the keys, keys and I mean big key, I talk about it all the time. So is this position of complete neutrality where we stop judging things as good or bad mm. and we stop seeing experiences as good or bad. And it means that in the midst of the experience, I stop, I pause and I literally give myself this, this cushion, if you will, to instead of making a judgment to not judge it mm -hmm. and to sit with whatever the feeling is that would come from my programming really Right. Mm -hmm. To sit with the feeling of it and let it dissipate, because mm. if you sit still, it always dissipates. Yes. So what Which is interesting, is really. You're not, yeah. You're not closing off the truth within right. your. In other words, you haven't shut your heart. OK. Right. You're actually willing. And this happens with things that come back up, too. Yeah. But it's not once our history is our history. But. Once it's past, it is past. You've got to, you've got to do the work and then get out. But to go back and bring it up over and over again in energy and vibration, you're creating it again in your reality or something similar. So it, it's important to go in and do understand like what is in there that is causing you some kind of hardship. 
But once it's done, it is that you are not to even continue to repeat it over and over. This idea of neutrality is, to me, it's everything. And that means I do not fight any person, place, thing, circumstances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I stand apart. I stand apart, but I stand in peace because the pervading feeling on the other side and here now for me in meditate, daily meditation and all the things I do, it's pure peace. Mm -hmm. There's no Sharon, as it were, right? There's <laughs> no Sharon. Um, hard to explain. It's who we all really are in, in spirit and in source, not not this ID that we've gotten so used to, you know? Mm, yeah. But, yeah. That was kind of a long answer. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but well, I, I, what you were touching on is very similar to the kinds of things we talk about in regard to that topic. And, and that the challenge is really to, like you said, to let it dissipate by staying with it rather than cutting it off so that you hang on to it, which is one of, that's one of the odd things about human psychology. If we, if we try to cut it off, it never goes away. That's right. If we don't cut it off and just let it play out, it goes away quickly, which is yeah. about the direct opposite it's of what we thought what would happen. not what we were taught to do. It's not what we were yeah. taught to do, certainly. Um, but it, it, if you resist anything, and so if you think about it, every time you judge something, you're actually re resisting it. You're putting mm. a separation between you and it. So when we do that, you're you're actually calling it closer to you. Right. We really once you get there and you realize, OK, this incredible creator, this pure love. Right. Mm -hmm. Isn't judging us. It's and, and you know, there are there are universal laws. Right. That were discussed when I was there and that are very true. But the universal laws are simply saying if this happens, this happens. This isn't a judgment. This isn't good, bad. This is if this happens, this happens. It's like a perfect um, mathematical equating system might mm -hmm. be another way to say it. Right. Yeah. I, so, I think it's, those, it's um, not resisting. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think who it was. It was it was one of the uh, presenters in The Secret who said uh, if if you jump off of a building, you're going to fall to the ground. There's no yes. judgment involved, but you're going to fall to the ground. That's just fall, that, yeah. that's the way it works. You know? <laughs> exactly. Unless you're in the movie The Matrix, but other than that, you know? right? But yeah, exactly. But exactly true, right? There are we we do have laws that are, um, you know, that guide the way that things happen within all the dimensions, not just the third dimension and all the dimensions. Mm -hmm. And so it's simply getting in cooperation or alignment with it instead of fighting against it. And so many of us were taught that what we resist, what we push down, what we don't feel, you know, that's going to make it okay. I'll just soldier on. And I think, but that's, but you're not going to be okay because it's all in there and it's in your energy field and it is attracting to you like kind, whether you like it or not, you know, it, it's just kind of how it works. <laughs> I just remembered who it was, by the way. It was Michael Beckwith who actually said that. So I wanted to clarify that point. Oh, I love yeah. Michael Beckwith. Yeah, yeah. I uh, love him. fabulous. Michael. Absolutely fabulous. So this is good. This is very interesting. And obviously your path, th this is a, a, a pattern that pays, plays out so often. We run into it and encounter it so often here on the show that everybody goes through all these different paths of their own and we all end up in the same place, yes. which is really interesting. <laughs> yes. Isn't that fascinating? Yes, because I, but don't you think that this is what I always consider? We need, that's why it's so funny. I was talking to someone the other day, actually, and I was inviting her to be a part of, a, I'm doing this thing in Phoenix uh, coming up, a, a live workshop uh, for a few hours. And I invited her to be a part of it. And she could not get over that I would do that. Like, I'm competition <laughs> to you. And I said, there's no such thing is competition. Competition doesn't exist. We all have a language to attract those that are ours. Mm -hmm. It's not so, so you know how you say like there's, we all end up in the same place, but it's the language mm. that reaches different one of different people that speaks to them that they can understand that language like that code I see, right? Mm -hmm. It's different for different people. And so isn't it wonderful? That's why I say we couldn't have enough mentors, enough coaches, enough teachers, enough. There aren't enough out there to help the planet 
right now for where it is. More and more, please, more and more and more and more and more, right? Mm-hmm. Of people that just stop and say, I'm going to invest in helping this person remember that they're the light within. They're not the darkness without, you know? This reminds me of a passage. Have you ever read the book Richard Bach's Illusions? No, but I love Richard Bach. And what did I used to read by him? No, but I should go get it. Illusion. It, it, it was it was the second one that came out after Jonathan Livingston Siegel. It came out before one in the Bridge Across River. It was it was a very seminal book, and and a really wonderful story. Absolutely wonderful story. But I'll, I'll quote one little piece from it. Um, there's one little passage where uh, part of the, the story is that there's a book within the book. The book is a book of, of um, spiritual cliches, if you will, that one of the, the protagonists is using and learning from as he's going through the, the story. And this particular page in, in the, the book within the book says learners are people who are remembering what they already knew. Teachers are people who are reminding others that they already knew it. Doers are people who demonstrate that they know it. And we are all learners, doers, and teachers. I love that. I tell people all the time, look, I'm not a teacher. I'm an unteacher. I'm going to (laughs) unteach all the things that you think you know about yourself so that you can remember who you really are, and then you don't need me. (laughs) Right? Once you know how to connect your own incredible wisdom then then that's it it's just it's we are like pointers i love that but that's so true we're not i have all the time with my children and they're phenomenal now I'm, i just got done visiting my son and i'm so blown away but he was raised on these principles okay so he's this mm. outrageous young man now at 36 but it's so funny because i said i was never interested in telling my children what to think ever mm-hmm. i did teach them how not what they would sure. tell me, you know, and once you do that and you really leave that to children, the things they come up and teach you are right? amazing because they're so much more connected than yes. we are, right? They're just coming from that energy and that other side. And so, but yeah, I t- so agree. I think that's the issue is we don't need to pass on more of these thoughts that aren't working to our children and go, oh, here's my thoughts for you. This is your thoughts now. <laughs> no. We really need to just remind people who they really are and connect to that. And then they just are going to soar. And I think it's also important to remember that while we may not need to do that, it's going to happen anyway. People are, I mean, the the more that we learn about this, it doesn't mean it's going to eliminate the pe- parents will never mislead their children again. No, oh, I mean, that's not going to happen, you know? No. Um, oh my goodness. No. But that's Look part of the journey. People are walking around to sleep. I mean, <laughs> well, an enormous amount of people walking around asleep that still believe that and which is, you know, can be sometimes tragic because they're not happy. And I'm like, Oh, just figure out who you really are. And then you'll be happy all the time. Obnoxiously. So I'm told. <laughs> well, there's also the other side of it, which is that as more and more people wake up and enlighten yeah. themselves to use the, the, the phrasing you were using um, as more and more of that happens, parents are, uh, of enlightened children are still going to affect their children. It's still going to happen. It's just that the children are going to respond differently. Uh Uh-huh. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. But I think we're moving more there. I think that most of us, that's what our goal is, right? Is to help Mm -hmm. more and more people wake up and remember. And the more that we do that and the more that, and right now they're coming forth in droves. I mean, I'm always found at fault when I talk to a client now I, and I say to them, okay, that concept took me 10 years. And you <laughs> I can, I, cause I can hear people when they click. I know when they actually got it, right. got it, not thought got it, but got it. And I'll go, you just got that. I'm like, that took me 10 years to get that concept. <laughs> Things are so speeded up now yeah. that if they can get, whether it's a mentor or teacher or someone to help them point the way, boy, it can happen quickly right now for people. And I love that. I love that. that it's it is cool. Quicker, right. It so, really is. I love it. I, and, and I've actually been experiencing it in terms of who I interview here on the show. 
I mean, obviously, you call mm-hmm. the show LOA today, Law of Attraction, so that's going to draw a certain kind of person. I mean, yeah. that's just going to yeah. happen. But lately, we've been kind of branching out a little bit and getting people who – I've actually had guests come on the show saying, I don't really know much about the Law of Attraction. Is it okay? I said, oh, absolutely. We talk about life. It's not just about LOA. We almost never even talk about it during the show. It's just, you know, we're talking about life. And so I'll get into a conversation with somebody who's coming from that non-LOA viewpoint, and we're talking about the same thing. The terminology oh, is different. The terminology is different, but the concepts are identical. <laughs> you know why? Because that's that mathematical formula. It's right. how it works, and it doesn't work special for anybody. It's all just the same. And, and, and so I love that you said that because, yeah, they don't have to. It's you know, true. some of the, I always say some of the people that don't know they're working it and are working it, like, I need to be their student because there's certain things that you can see the innateness of it. You can feel. Yeah that it works and you can look at them and recognize that it's working. And so you, I can feel it, you know, tangibly like feel it. It's an energy and you're right. I love that. They're like, I don't it's really know about it. I'm like, yeah, but you're yeah. living and breathing it because action is king. You know, as long as we're in a third dimensional reality, our action that we take is king. You can't learn principles if they're, if they're not applied. It's actually just like a joke of the universe. It means nothing. Everything is action. And when you put all of you together, mind, body, spirit in action, oh my gosh, then you transform yes. back into who you really are. So yeah, I'm with you. I love that. But that action really is true. King. that's so cool. What's also kind of fun, because I, I really have been deliberately branching out, trying to reach out to a larger um, world of, of people to talk to here on the show. And it's amazing, first of all, how many of them we have these wonderful conversations every once in a while because you're reaching out into the nether areas, right? Yeah. Every once in a while you get that one guest who is just like, you know, it's an oil and water kind of a thing and you're, you're just oh. trying to work your way through it and so forth. But what I've been discovering, even with that is that I'll never see it during, I shouldn't say never. I have not yet seen it during an episode and I have not yet seen it in an exchange of emails or messages after an episode, but I can tell that, even though a lot of the stuff they weren't clicking with, part of the message got through. And it's going to manifest in some way that I'll never see because they've moved on in their lives. But yes. you can just tell something shifted. Oh, I got goosebumps. Right? Because that's how, isn't that how it works? That's yes. so how it works. And you know that. And you get to know that. And you don't know. And it doesn't matter. They lifted in vibration. They lift it in their energy. So they have to, I was just saying it to somebody yesterday. It's like, listen, nothing, nothing changes, nothing changes. I mean, something's got to actually change and then things shift. And you, I love watching those shifts. Don't you? Yeah, Yeah, they're fun. The the light turns on and they're like, and you're like, you are for changed forever now. Now you're, you you can never not go back and not unknow that. You don't go back and unknow that. Now you know that it's yours. Well, well, you mentioned children. It's especially fun to watch in children because children, you can actually watch them as they learn, right? I mean, literally over the course of like two or three minutes, you can see their thought processes. If you just watch them carefully enough and pay attention to what they're doing, they don't even have to even be talking. You can just see that, you know, they've tried this and they've considered that. And now they shifted over to here and it's just like, bang, 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 bang. They're working through all this stuff really, really, so really fast. fast. That's yeah. such a fact. Man, that's why I'm saying. It's a hyper learning state. And then we forget that we went through mm. it. And yep. that well, and that we learn these things, but I'm what my grandson is eight weeks old, but I've been, oh my gosh, he is the age. love of my life. <laughs> but watching him already and watching how sensitive he is to energy mm. is incredible. Yeah. And it, it, it is, it's just literally amazing. But I watch and, and I actually saw, and I'm telling you, I had never seen this with a baby and I'm sure they all do it now that I saw it. I just didn't know it happened. I actually saw this energy exchange from my grandson when he saw his mom. Hmm. I actually felt energy move from his eyes towards his mom. Wow. And I had never, I was like, whoa, I did not know they did that. There was yeah. entirely different energy that he sent out towards his mom. It was beautiful. And I thought, oh my gosh, they're all doing that. And we just haven't paid attention to it. So it's incredible. I love watching babies and I love children and watching them learn, you know, and helping people with parenting is like huge because I mean, I didn't know, right? I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I had True. to learn how to become, be a parent when I became a parent. I, and I did. I studied. I learned. 
um, most of it from listening to Inner Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of the Doctor Spock book that was out. <laughs> Doctor Spock, that's right. That was the, that, that was the guru <laughs> from years ago. <laughs> we're telling our age. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. But we're proud of it, and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, this, this seems like a good place in the show to do something that we like to do here often, which is to play a little game of Q&A. And the way Q&A works is, um, well, first of all, anyone li- listening in the live stream, if you have a question for Sharon that you want to have her answer, type it into the chat. We'll include it in the show. Um, but barring that, I've gone out and I, I kind of delve into some Facebook groups just before we got started here, just p- randomly kind of picked out some uh, stuff that people have posted about things that they're having trouble with. Um, most of them actually didn't have a whole lot in the way of a question they were asking. They were more like expressing what they were feeling. But I figured those are good starting points anyway. That's probably where you start yes. with your clients. So, I mean, it's not yes, like it's going to be unusual. Of course. Right? Yeah. So I got four of them here, and we probably won't get through all four of them, but let's see how far we can get. So the first one's going to be real short, really, really short. The person says, what can I do to avoid stress eating? Oh, you know what? That's huge. Mm. That's, that is the slowdown. There, mm. there are resisting the thought. They have ideas that they've been programmed with that they actually believe that they are a stress eater. Now, I need you to hear that because it's actual programming. It's not who they are. And so they've repeated it so many times physiologically that now if they feel stressed, they automatically reach out, just like people reach out for a cigarette, right? And so it's actually in calming. I call it conscious eating, but you really do slow down and you make your eating this beautiful ritual for yourself that is just like the most self-loving, gorgeous Still, I mean, I, I did this for years. I literally lit candles, decorated a beautiful table just for me. And then I consciously eat and taste what I'm tasting. So when we stress eat, and I know all about it, when we stress eat, what happens is we're not tasting anything. We may get the first bite. We're feeding our mind. We're not feeding our body. And the saddest thing is we're not feeding our heart. So like if we really were to ask, we all have this wisdom with with eating. So when you yeah. stress eat, one of the best things to do is to stop like we were talking about and pause in that moment and say, what do I really need right now? Because I learned an automatic connect that if I'm stressed or I'm unhappy or I'm happy or I'm sad, I immediately feel that hole by going to get something to eat. But when I get done with it, I'm not going to feel good and it's not going to have worked. So what do I really need to give myself? I guarantee you it's always more love. But what do I need to give myself? And then you figure it out and go do it. Now, if you need companionship at that point, get on the phone and call someone. If you need a hug, go find someone and say, I need a hug right now, a long hug. Whatever it is, but it's not going to solve it. And you know that. But it's just an automatic thing, automatic thing. So teach yourself to pause and then breathe three times. Breathe in and then breathe out through your mouth like you're breathing out through a straw. Mm. It's very slow. It's slower than just like breathing in and breathing out. Don't breathe in. Breathe out like you're breathing out through a straw. Really slowly three times. What happens is neurologically, if you get in stress, you flood your brain with adrenaline and adrenaline anesthetizes your logic. And when you anesthetize your logic, you cannot make a good decision and a loving decision for yourself. So first, it's about finding that way to calm and then pausing and finding out what you really need and then giving it to yourself. That's really good. Yeah, that adrenaline and cortisone too. The the combination will just uh, eat you alive. Oh if my you gosh, it will. Yeah. yeah. But it, and that was that word was deliberate. What by the way, eat, because we're talking about eating, and the way the person phrased their question is the way it normally gets phrased. What can I do to avoid stress eating? But the thing that I think most people fail to grasp when they ask that question is, 
they're stressed about the eating part too. It isn't just whatever stressful situation that they're in and they oh, I'll, I'll grab something to eat or no, no, they're, they're stress eating all the time, even when they're yeah. not in that stress. I mean, oh, every single time God. they're having a meal, yeah. right? It's always yes. stress eating. Yeah, it is. It's this connection between, you know, what in that moment, that, that instant trauma in that moment or what's going on. And we didn't learn coping mechanisms. So we learned that way. And mm -hmm. so we've got to learn now. And you, I don't care how old you are. That's the other thing. Let me tell you something. I have <laughs> clients that are 75 and they learn and they change. <laughs> but yeah. it has nothing to do with age, but it's learning how to cope and how to take care of yourself. And that's never going to get old and never stop. And you'll actually learn to love yourself and, and want to eat the right thing because you, and the good right thing can be delicious by the way, but we won't get into that one. <laughs> well, actually I think that's an important point though. What you're talking about there, what you just re referred to, the deliciousness of food is a great way to let go of the stress. It Especially is. if you if you go out of your way to make sure that for the for the food that you prepare for yourself, you're acquiring food from a source that is actually giving you flavorful food. I mean, let's be honest. Most of the food that comes out of a supermarket isn't all that. Oh, flavorful, I know, I know. Right? No, I have so many friends now too that have beautiful gardens because they're now growing yeah. their own vegetables by seed exactly. and and it tastes complete. It's like oh. eggs that are really yellow that are real eggs, and they're like, well, eggs don't look like that. I think. <laughs> market ones but real ones do mm -hmm. you know so you're right but it's also the love that you're putting in your food mm -hmm. sure telling you that's what's why people are so empty and have eaten so much because there's no love in the food so when you really nurture yourself and you find the things you enjoy eating and you make it a process a beautiful process of self-love man you're it will start to change that i can assure you the way you just said that last thing ties in beautifully with what I was going to bring up third, but I'm going to bring it up second. This is another post. Okay. And, and you were, you were starting to address what this, I think it was a gentleman was experiencing. So let's go the full distance. He says, you know, when you are really alone and, uh, and have no one, and it takes two people, two, perhaps three days to notice you aren't around. And you've been so sectioned off that when, when you, you hit rock bottom, like now, well, you you hit rock bottom because you feel so disconnected. That that's that's um, what you were alluding to a moment ago. Yeah, it absolutely is because they're <clears throat> they're people are people miss themselves, and that's mm -hmm. literally how it feels. I want you to hear this. This is how they feel so alone. They are missing their spirit, their soul. Mm. They're actually missing who they really are. So when you spend so much time believing the thoughts that have run through your head, it has become an automatic habit. So every day is like that. But if you watch even in children, well, when they start really the process of thinking and they haven't been in it, and then all of a sudden they'll start playing somewhere and they'll forget. They'll forget to think. And you watch the light come back in their eyes. And they're so happy. They're not happy because of what they're playing. They're happy because they fell back into them mm. and who they really are. And in that spot, you are happy and you're never alone, even when you're by yourself. And so what's happening is people are really missing themselves in record numbers because they've all been taught to stay in their mind and think. And it doesn't, you can have, I can have thoughts go through my mind all day long. I don't listen to them. I don't interact with them, but I can hear them, right? But I invest my time. There's some really great processes for learning how to connect with the now. Everybody says, oh, just get in the now. I think, well, how are you going to tell them <laughs> what? Because that's one thing to just say get in the now, but you've got to actually teach people mm. how to get back into the now. Yeah. And one of the ways you do it is by using these incredible five senses that we were given. So when you taste and you actually taste food, that's how people can eat less and be completely full because now they're experiencing food, not thinking food. Mm -hmm. Huge difference, complete disparity, right? When you smell something and you stop and you actually take it in and smell it, you don't think the smell that you smell it or you right. feel something, you know, like I, I have two wonderful little dogs running around here, but they're a perfect example of if you focus on and you feel their fur 
and you watch them respond, right, as you're petting them. And I mean, that is now, that's in the moment. But if oh, you're yeah. doing anything from your thought-based mind, what I would call your ego self, right, which gets a bad rap, but kind of needs to. But anyway, it gets a bad rap. But if you, it's not that people make this process too dang difficult. But when you're feeling that alone, it's because you're in thoughts and you guys, thoughts aren't real. Thoughts aren't real, but you have been taught and have now memorized going and living your life through the thoughts that pass through your mind. And you're missing who you really are. So sometimes it's shock. Like when people go into shock, well, that they, in that moment of shock, they wake up into the now again. All of a sudden they can see a tree looks amazing. Uh, I was laughing. I was with my best friend, poolside in Arizona. I know tough life. And um, <laughs> I was with my best friend and there was a tree in Arizona and it's literally all green. The trunk is green. It's lime green. Wow. And I said to her, Francie, did you notice the green tree? And she's like, no, I, I, I didn't <laughs> see it. I'm like, yeah. look at that tree. The whole thing is lime green. So it's right there. But where are we paying attention? Are we focusing on what we can feel, taste, touch? You know, the taste of raspberry jam in your mouth. Like to taste it. Don't think it. Taste it. Sometimes mm -hmm. you'll taste things that you've been thinking and you don't even like them. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> right? So... But that deep loneliness is how a lot of people feel. I've watched my own children do it as adults when mm -hmm. they get lost in their work and they're being the corporate people and they're blah, blah, blah. And they get so cranky. And I'm like, yeah, because you miss yourself. You might want to get still. Go do something. Go for a walk. Go to the lake. Breathe. Do something. But start to remember who you are again. So I have so much deep empathy for people that feel alone like that, because I felt completely alone mm -hmm. when I started this walk. When sure. I, I mean, completely alone. And I mean, the truth is now, I don't care where I am. You could throw me away anywhere and I'm going to be deeply in presence and in great company because it's my company. But what you're talking about really is self-love. That's oh, what the, that's what you the know what? Is. Let me tell you, one of the conversations I had on the other side was the perp why we're here, the whole purpose of us being here, right? And what I was told the purpose of us being here was to learn to love greater, to mm -hmm. love even greater. Mm -hmm. So whether it's to love others, but what was so accentuated to me was to love ourselves. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this is where people feel like, oh, I'm being selfish or I'm being, I'm like, oh my gosh, do you know how unselfish you are if you <laughs> learn to love yourself? You will have so much, your mind will be quiet. You'll have so much more time to focus and exude love and give love to others. But loving yourself. So at that time, I was an executive, but I was working like 16 hours a day, insane hours, right? And that's the only thing I got my hand slapped for, even a little bit. And it was just a little bit. There's no judgment, really. But it was that I sent you to this earth to play and to enjoy and to love your life. And you are so busy working that you have forgotten to play. And it was like, oh, wow, what an awakening, like what an awakening. And I will tell you that I was at that time someone who put off my bucket list and I came back and I did my bucket list in the next two years. <laughs> and I continue to do it every time it comes up. I'm like, Italy, Italy, I want to go. Let's go. And I mean, I go. I don't think about it. I don't. Mm. I go. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think it's incredibly important more than anything else to learn to love yourself. And that means, you know, we're human messes. I mean, we're going to have the good, bad, and the ugly. I am no perfect person here, please. I am the good, bad, and the ugly. All of us are. Isn't that wonderful? We're yeah. human beings. And so we have all that. And to love yourself with all that, right? To learn to love all those crooked places, all those jagged turns about you, that is the kind of self-love that lasts forever. I love what you're saying there. And and there's an interesting side little corollary that goes along with it because this gentleman was talking about how 
uh, people didn't even notice him. That uh, they, they 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 could go two or three days without noticing that he wasn't even around. And when you engage yourself in doing the various things that helped improve your your own self love along the lines of what you were talking about, there are lots of ways you can go about doing it. But when you start doing that, an amazing thing starts to happen. People notice you. Yeah. All of a sudden, and it's the same people who were ignoring you before start to notice you. They see the light. They can see the light. You're lighter. Here's the other thing, like for that gentleman, right, is that the thing is that when you love yourself, when you need companionship, you go and get it. I, I mean, this is really important. You don't, ha- it doesn't have to be one kind, just when you need companion. I've had some of the best conversations I've ever had in my life and many of them with people that are complete strangers mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. just sit down and start talking. They want someone to talk to. Right. And so it's like this beautiful exchange. And the biggest thing gift you can give to people, I believe, well, is actually seeing them. Oh yes, I agree. And they know you did it. They and seeing them for who they are, for yes. who they really are. Who they really down. are. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I don't bother. I see the ego, but I get, since I got back, I see people's souls. I can see what's on their souls. And so I just talk to the soul. I don't, I don't address the other mm-hmm. other than to, you know, say, yeah. okay, well, here it is and let's dust this off and we need to rewire this and blah, blah, blah. But no, it's, it's to see who they really are and acknowledge it. That's a beautiful thing. But yeah, you need companionship and go get it. Go get it. It's a great thing. I, I told you we, we probably wouldn't be able to get through all. We got through two of them. We got about three, four minutes left maximum. There's no way we're going to get through more of them. So we'll have to kind of draw a line right there. <laughs> well, you know it, what? If people have them, so seriously, Walt, send them to Sharon at HerDivineLife.com. Send, email me. If anybody has questions, okay. send it. I'd love to help. So. Yeah, that's just cool. I just thought I've never done that with anybody, but how fun to keep answering them. Why not? Yeah. Well, that's a great invitation. First of all, thank you for the invitation for those who are interested in in pursuing that. And (laughs) what a a great idea. The idea of we've we've enjoyed helping some people we've never even met here. I mean, we we, we don't even know who these people are who post things, right? You know, but the kinds of things that they were bringing up are things that everybody deals with at one time or another. Yes, all of us. So when we answer for one person, we answer it for hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions. Yes, I agree. We're all connected. Man, that was the one truth you cannot, you can't come back and ever think that you're not connected to each person. So treating others like you want to be treated, it's profound because they're actually all an aspect of you. And so mm. how to not love and try to help and assist. And yeah, there's no, there's nothing more important than helping those around you. And I don't mean at the cost of you though. That's where the self-love thing comes in. I mean, you have a full life and then you help others, right? Well, that, that's what ties back to what we started off the program because we were talking about how if we treated our best friends the way we treat ourselves or have a tendency to treat ourselves, we wouldn't have any best friends. So so the idea is here to to make yourself your own best friend, basically. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I am. And it is. Please. It is. You are, you know, I've been in unbelievable situations with my health issues over the years where I'm alone in a hospital and I know that I may not make it. Mm -hmm. And you are alone. You come in alone and you leave alone, but you're at the same time, you're never alone. You have every, I've never seen, I saw a woman on Saturday with three angels, two on one side and one on the other. You're never alone. You guys, you may Mm -hmm. think you're alone, but each one of you has your own team, your own team. You're that's always with you. You're never alone. It's just learning how to reach out and hear them so that you can connect with them. But they're always there, regardless of if we're in our heads or not. They're still there, you know. Don't take them away. Well, thank you to Team Sharon for being here. <laughs> this has been really oh, very cool. <laughs> I love talking to you. You're so interesting. And uh, you did give the email address. I, I think you also have a website. Tell people where to find I you there. I have a website. It's www.herdivinelife.com. Dot com, and there are uh, free classes on there. There's all kinds of things. I um, I reach out in a lot of ways. I give spiritual retreats. I do workshops. I love what I do. And so if That's this evident. resonates with you, because like we said, well, a lot of people, they have 
the teacher that resonates with them. If it resonates with you, please reach out. I would love to get to know you. If it doesn't, please find a teacher or mentor that mm. does, please. It doesn't have to be us, huh, Walt? Well, just anybody oh, that can matter. help you and yeah. guide you. Um, that's what we want for all of you. I love that. That's a great way to wind up the show. So thank you, Sharon, very much for joining us on the show. Thank you to live streamers. And thank you to all of our hundreds of podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.